Thank you for tuning in to Coppa Comic. I'm Brian Coppa, and I'm with comics, Sam Johnston and Leslie Soto. Sam Johnson and Leslie Soto, how the hell are you? Doing really good. How are you, Brian? Good. Leslie, are you there? I am. Hello. Uh, thank you. We follow you everywhere. You were decently demonic, by the way, Leslie Soto. And I find that on your Instagram account, which is Color Me Leslie. And Sam Johnston is Beep Beep Richie, which I think is an it reference, but I'll spell it out because it's beep.beep.richie.t. Are you an it fan, Sam, Sam Johnston? You caught me. You got me. <laughs> yeah. The first one or the second one? Or the first old one or the second one in two parts? Oh, uh, I guess they both were. They both were in a couple parts. You like both? No, no, no. Book. Book. Oh, the book. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Brian. You like, you like, um, people running tra- train on that poor girl. You like, you like ex- uh, well, sexual you know, scenes by, by every, Stephen King. Every book, you know, has its faults uh, <laughs> and parts that you just, you know, skip through. Um, <laughs> it's a very large book. So, you know, that half, half to full page, you know, I can just kind of sk- skip over, but yeah, honestly, I, I'm a huge it and Stephen King fan. So that Did is you not like the movies then? I unfortunately just had read the book before and I couldn't can't separate my my book brain from my my movie brain sometimes. And um I enjoy them for what they are. And it's funny because on our podcast, the Deadlights Pod, the movie that we're currently reviewing right now is the 1990 version of it. Yes. Uh, which, yeah. Which before we, we get too a lot. Yeah. Before we got too too far along. Yeah. I was, I'm meaning to uh, bring that up because uh, it's so great you said so because their Instagram account, their podcast, their podcast is the Deadlights Podcast, and on Instagram it is the Deadlights Pod. And I, I got to get them on Twitter. I got to retweet all their funny shit. It sounds like you guys are reviewing movies. Is that what you're doing? You're choosing a movie each episode. Yes, correct. Um, but it's more randomly. We have a popcorn kind of bucket system in which either us or if we have a guest that episode uh they get to choose from so that's what we watch it's a little more um sporadic that way and uh we can go reviewing a movie from 1950 all the way to current time so that's what's really fun about that and who's choosing from the bucket you say a guest or is it a audience a guest wow so are your guests also comedians like you um, a lot of them are centered here in Chicago. Um, there are all sorts of people. Um, we've gotten some horror directors from here, Chicago, um, some uh, artists themselves. Um, and yeah, just like all all kinds of people that we've met throughout our journey here in Chicago. And looking um, at this Deadlights pod thing, it's so great because some of the best movies, like I love Green Room, I love Sinister, I love Cabin in the Woods. Did you get anybody from those movies? Unfortunately, not yet. That's what we're, you know, that's what we're aiming for is getting more people within the actual horror industry on the podcast um, and getting their opinions on the, their own movies that they've they've made or worked on. Yeah. That would definitely be the the ultimate goal for for leslie and i as far as the the guests go uh typically like leslie said it's a lot of people from a different walks of life and some people that love horror and some people that hate horror so it's been kind of an interesting gambit of guests that we've had on so far now is it all horror it is the podcast is all horror Yep. And I guess that's great because it's easier to get guests from horror, which is typically, you know, can be successful at 
you know, indie on indie budgets. And so the chances sure. of you guys getting some people for, you know, and I don't know if they'll speak freely about their opinion of the movie. <laughs> they will and definitely speak about their experience on the movie. Something that I think that we've found so far, which I think is great about the horror community is that it's a very close knit community and people really enjoy talking about it and enjoy sharing their opinions and sharing their, their art uh, within it. So the people and the artists and the filmmakers that we've had on so far have always been super excited to just sit down and watch a movie with us and talk about it. So we're really, I think, grateful to be within this community of horror fans. And that's really what we want to grow even more as the podcast um, goes on. Yeah. And I, I think, um, you know, maybe, I think I think I had Jonas Barnes on. He has a I think there's a horror movie podcast. It's another goddamn horror podcast. I don't know if, know if you're familiar, but through his Twitter account, he kind of sung the praises of you know Terrifier, etc. So so now that you've seen the success of Terrifier two, you know what what's your opinion of kind of that uh, that trajectory? I mean, like you know it's pretty it's pretty huge. It's on a mainstream theater. We enjoy the heck out of it. What, what's your opinion on the movie and kind of how that made its way into the mainstream? Have you seen that movie, Leslie? No, I have oh Terrifier. Oh so Lord. yeah, I saw, um, I've seen Terrifier 1, but I've actually not seen Terrifier 2. Um, and Terrifier 1, I can at least speak on in, it uh, definitely took me by surprise when I started watching it. It's absolutely, from the start, you can tell it's an indie film yeah. um, by the way it's shot. And um, it just kind of has that quality about it, not in a bad way at all. Um, and then they it just takes you on this horrifying, gory, bloody ride through, I think, for the most part, just through a warehouse. These two girls just being <laughs> just chased and yeah. terrified through this warehouse. And it is, I mean, I, I will say the the practical effects, which is something that I hold very close to my heart when mm -hmm. I'm watching horror films. I absolutely love the use of practical effects from Cronenberg to John Carpenter to the newer stuff um, that they're they're just getting so much better. And I think there's such a, so much more of a love for the practical effects now, a resurgence, which I think is great for the genre. Yeah. And that movie, um, at least the first one, is definitely a testament to look at the love that these filmmakers have for the genre and for just making crazy gory um fucked up scenes and they they did it they they very successfully made me cringe and made me <laughs> close my eyes and look away um it's it's shocking and i'm i'm excited to see the second one yeah, and I think I think it's more of the same, except you know you can tell the love and like the the love that you know here though it manifested itself in we're going to show you the practical effects, we're going to do it very close, but we're so proud of it, we're going to do it well lit. And I yeah. was like, I don't know, man, it, it's 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 good, it's probably world class. They spent a lot of time on it, but you're like, this could have been a little bit better had it been slightly darker and slightly farther away. But like you know, what what is that? You know, what is the role? You know, and you know, bringing Leslie back in and. I, both of you can speak as because I kind of put you on the spot with Terrifier too. But you know what? What's the role of you know horror? Is it to you know be kind of cringe with with practical effects, or is it like jump scares? You know, I think the first paranormal activity things. I think that's that's what they're called paranormal activity. Yeah, the first ones were so effective to me because it's like 
they were doing it with limited periphery because they had a handheld camera. And so you never knew if something was going to mm-hmm. jump out. So jump out at you from the left or the right. And for me, jump scares were just so effective. What, what, jump, you know, what's kind of the, you know, are all scares valid? You know, what do you guys hold as the, you know, I don't know the model or the exemplar for a horror movies like, you know, are all of them, if they're effective, are they welcome or are some more, respected in the horror community than others. And I mean, you know, gore versus versus jump, jump scares, et cetera. Yeah, um, that is a question that we've definitely dealt with okay. uh, in our first season. Um, just like what, like what movie can be called horror? Um, yeah, because even and, Green, Green Room, Green Room was kind of yeah, an example of that, right? Exactly, yeah, and I, I love Green Room. Um, but I think it's it's anything that, like you said, has the aspects of jump scare and, you know, uh, a monster. Um, Sam and I love talking about just like the, the classic monsters such as a zombie, a werewolf, um, uh, the Loch Ness Monster, you know, just... Or all of them in Cabin in the Woods. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Um, and it's really fun that now people are really diving and kind of meshing things together and we're having subgenres such as like the psychological films, which is the subgenre that I like to dive into. Um, so what's an example? What's the best example of that? So the best example that I can think of right now is um, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Okay. Um, I can never pronounce uh, that director's name, but he's also the director of The Lobster. He's a Greek director, oh. and I really like him, and his style is kind of bleak and very dull, um, and I like when a film makes me think, um, oh. but I also, when it comes to horror, um, I like just kind of getting lost in, in the world and having it just kind of take me for the ride of just scaring me. And jump scares to me, I personally don't have an appeal to them. Um, I think they're cheap. They are very, <laughs> um, um, they're, I mean, they're effective. They will make you jump. And I hate that. I hate but that. Um, when it can really stir something within me, that is when I find it to be absolutely uh, just, I can't, I can't stop thinking about that. Um, and the platform is one of the best examples that I can. Oh, the, the platform on Netflix. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. I love that. And so like, you know, are, are these kind of psychological things like, I suppose Cabin in the Woods could qualify you know, to the extent it got real meta or whatever, but um, do you think, you know, I guess, you know, what is horror? And I guess is this psychological horror is the purge a horror movie and is it psychological? Well, this is a question that Leslie and I have, again, just been asking each other the entire podcast of like, okay. Okay, what actually constitutes a horror film. And I think that because, yeah, Leslie talked about, you know, the monsters, the vampires, the, the, the werewolves that we watch. And I think everyone would agree those are the classic ideas of a horror film. But then we bring up something like The Purge, which there is no monsters. There's no quote unquote, supernatural thing that's going on. It's all human on human. But that sometimes that we have found is the most terrifying thing. Like like the like the platform, that's more human. human, Like the platform, Mm -hmm. there's no no really monster in it. It's more the monsters that are within 
ourselves. Ooh, so, that's good. Yeah. Check out all this insight on the deadlights pod. That's great. Yeah. Soundbite, soundbite. <laughs> um, that's, uh, that's, I think, really some of the more fun films. I mean, all, all the horror films that we watch, I think, are fun in some way. And But the ones that we really can like dig our teeth into are the ones that aren't even necessarily a quote unquote monster. I think The Purge is a great example. The Platform is a great example. We watched this other movie in the first season called Audition, which is Ooh. one of my all time favorite horror movies now. What are they, where are they auditioning for? Well, this guy is looking for a, a new wife after losing <laughs> his wife many years ago. And the one that he picks is not exactly who she presents herself as. Um, and it is a very slow, slow burn to a very insane climax. And I don't want to ruin anything because it's it's very good, but it's a, it's a Japanese film. Um, and that's another thing that we found in this podcast is foreign films and foreign horror is incredible. Um, yeah, what was the recent huge hit? I mean, I saw Parasite, but after that, Parasite no, was, was Parasite the big one? It was the one with the monster. That was cool too. It was like in the, it might have been in the Cloverfield universe. What was that one? We, I thought, uh, the host was another one. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, same director as Parasite, which we actually oh, okay. did watch in the first season of the podcast as well. And that specifically, when we're talking about, um, you know, monster movies versus you know human the uh, monster within human movies that's almost a mixture of both because yes there's a monster that's running around terrifying soul but also the monster was created by man's messing with the environment and dumping chemicals in there so a monster that was almost brought on by ourselves oh that's cool so is parasite does parasite have a monster it's a human mind you know the mind yeah that one's mindset yeah Wait, no, so, so Parasite did not have a, a monster other than the human within? Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. And then um, what was the other one? Okay. Like, I really loved um, Hereditary was so good at the beginning. Like, I watched it until her head got cut off. You guys hear? <laughs> and then I was like, this movie is perfect. I have to go to bed. I'm turning it off. Like, that is the perfect thing. And I don't know if it got, you know, I don't know if it got better or worse. But uh, I just had to say that. Like, wow. Wait, say that again. You didn't finish it? Wow. Well, yeah, it was late. It was super late at night. I shouldn't. I was so hooked, though. I was like, I got through the head coming off. I was like, I, you know, anything lesser, I would not have even seen that much. But then you contrast it with something like Baba Duke, and I think I saw the whole thing, and I was like, I don't even understand what was supposed to be scary about this. Did either of you see Baba Duke? Oh yes. yeah. What what's supposed to be scary about it? I forgot. Like I was like, I don't remember anything being scary about this. Um, I believe what was just really scary about that. I mean. Um, she is de- like just depressed. Um, <laughs> that's that's kind of what it was, right? That was the only yeah, thing about it. Just the depression and just like not being able to be there fully for her child. Oh, and okay. her child is being also traumatized by this monster demon. What is he? Is there a demon? Oh, yeah, the Babadook. I, I, yeah, so I mean, I, I must have missed that. I must, must must have blinked and missed it. But, it, you know, it's so much hype. And so I was thinking there was something other than depression. And you're saying now that there, there was a demon, though. Yeah. yeah. I, I, somebody, edited my, somebody edited the horror out of my movie because I don't remember that at all. <laughs> and then there was the shittiest movie that had a good review. And it was like, as below, so above. It had the guy from uh, oh, from right. Superstore in it who looks like Chachi, that guy. 
Right. And I was like, I, like everything was like, I think you had cave creatures like in Descent, but like they, they just kind of like were in the periphery. You, had, you had, you're like, you know, um, you thought jump scares, scares were coming and they never came. Like horror kind of was indicated that it was going to come around every corner and never did. And so did either of you see that? And do you just remember it being awful or no? I I did see that, but I honestly Ugh. cannot remember a single thing about it, which I oh, think is probably <laughs> of how good it was. But I think that it's kind of interesting when you see like horror can be very divisive in that way. And also to put a label on a movie as a horror movie, automatically you're bringing in a certain audience. So <sighs> fortunately, I think sometimes with the horror genre, you get, you know, just these movies that they pump out just and just make a horror movie to make a horror movie um, to get that money. There's money grabs in it and all that kind of stuff. So unfortunately, I think sometimes the genre can be saturated with these projects that are only servicing the wallets and yeah. not actually pieces of art like Hereditary or Duke, which those are both very well-made pieces of film beyond horror. You know, those are, those are good pieces of art. Okay. So unfortunately you got, you know, things like that movie or whatever the case is um, that I think some people glob onto and are like, that's what horror is. And no, not necessarily. Um, there's good and bad in everything. So. Yeah. So I guess it's a cash grab. And so I guess that's my question. Like, you know, because it's, you know, it's budgets can be uh, smaller, you know, that means that the Deadlights pod could make a horror film. And if you guys choose to do so, <laughs> what would be the horror film that you would, that you would make? Kind of what choices would you make? You know, would, would it be psychological? Is there a monster that nobody's thought of yet? Yeah, yeah totally, Leslie, totally putting you on the spot. Leslie, how would you yeah. tell me? Um, well, as much as I hate those, um, very violent movie towards women. Uh, the that's the only kind of like movie that I can think about making. <laughs> oh. Um, because to me that is what's the most like that's just the scariest thing for me, just getting uh, followed, yeah. and just making an absolute movie, like POV and just Oof. just a stalking kind of movie. Mm -hmm. um, so I asked, how could Sam add to that then? What would you add to that, Sam? Interesting. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, like, could you go? I mean, because it would have to be a joint effort. So, I mean, it has to be a stalker film involved, involving women being stalked. And so, uh, well, you know, who, who would you make this? You know, what would you add to kind of make it a Deadlights Pod movie rather than a Leslie Soto movie? Well, I think, you know, something that Leslie and I both like in these movies that we watch are, of course, the twists and turns that you go through. So maybe this person that we're in the pov the whole time we think is going to be the victim but instead they turn out to be the killer yes Ooh. now now leslie would that be acceptable to you because oh absolutely. it's kind of flipping it you know women are, are subjected to violence at a pretty high rate but if that person turns out to be the killer would you have to make that killing justified or maybe it was uh you know she killed out of fear rather than um you know valid concern yeah i mean i what that made me think of is that perhaps the person that she's trying to kill is someone that, you know, um, is living in her house and she just found them after coming from vacation mm -hmm. and she can't get in or whatever. I'm not sure. 
Yeah, the, like, yeah there's I, things like yeah, invasion I'm films and reverse reverse invasion. And like I think there was a reverse invasion movie where uh he had a he had a girl downstairs chained up to the wall. That was cool. It was like a blind guy who was protecting his house, but it's like he was protecting it for a valid reason because he was uh kidnapping and torturing a woman in the basement. I forgot that was called. Have you seen that? Oh yeah. What's that, that called? Don't, don't breathe. Yeah, something like that it was fucking amazing. Yeah. Pretty wild. That was a good one. And so, like, you know, what makes it, you know, if your guest is choosing out of the popcorn bucket, is the guest also populating the popcorn bucket before choosing, or are you guys? And how many, how many kind of movie names are in the popcorn bucket, et cetera? Oh boy. Uh, at this point, there's, I mean, there's probably upwards of like 300 films in there. Um, and <laughs> oh, then, so every yeah. time you see a good one, you just kind of add it? Oh, yeah. That, or like we get suggested by other people it's been a compilation of just a of lists of movies that me and leslie have been making over years so um and yeah it's a combination of both movies that we have seen and have not seen so we try to keep it and and that's why we like the randomness we we i i don't like the idea of us handpicking the movies because there's going to be some sort of bias um yeah so is it unfair because uh, is your guest have uh you know so I, like if you've seen it before you know, um, you're going to be able to speak about it in depth, whereas your guest might not. Sure. Exactly. And I, and I like when either we all have seen the movie and then our second watch or our third watch, uh, we get a different perspective. Or if we haven't seen the movie at all, um, and we're all experiencing this moment together. And that's what I like about going to see a horror movie at the movie theaters is the camaraderie is all the gasps all the yells you know all the jumping together um so experiencing that with our guests is really cool and having them talk about what they liked or didn't like about it i mean is it reaction video where you're actually watching this in real time and then you guys just splice it together no, we don't film ourselves watching the movie. Okay. I was like, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah, that honestly, thank God, that would be way too much for me to edit. Uh, <laughs> yes, the, the editing, Bernie. Yeah, how long are the episodes as they are? Typically through the first season, they're around an hour. Um, we're trying to get it um, a little shorter than that. But yeah, typically it's a, it's about an hour, an hour listen of us talking about the, the movie, talking about our favorite scenes and our reaction and what we think the movie's actually talking about and how successfully they did all those things. And then in the end, we, we give it our own uh, rating, which we call the smash pumpkin rating out of five smash pumpkins. How well, <sighs> how good of a horror movie we think it is. Wow. And, and did you choose smash pumpkins just because that's what people do during Halloween or is an homage to smashing pumpkins, the Chicago band? <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because today is the greatest. Um, but actually, <laughs> it did start in October. So that is where the idea came from. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, is, yeah, are you finding that the hit count is bigger during the, during the Halloween season? When, when it was October, like, it was funny, like, in that second half of like September, and then October, and then even through November, there was definitely an upkick of subscribers and listens and watches and people are definitely seeking out spooky stuff during the spooky season um but we like to bring the spooky season year round <laughs> and, and there is no spooky season for us like is there a difference you know i think that um you know i have a super horror friend who's a friend of mine and i think he 
Yeah, I, I recently read an article about it too, where certain types of people like horror, you know, they're, they're kind of adventurous and they, they want that adrenaline hit or something like that. Um, have you noticed that a certain type of, uh, you know, you're getting a certain type of audience member for your pod? Hmm. Like, is it, is it thrill, thrill seekers? Cause it's like, I really, you know, I'm kind of very, uh, you know, very calm and things like that, but, uh, uh, you know, and this person's very hyped up. And so I don't know why this person would want more, you know, jump scares in his life. This guy's going to have a heart attack. Whereas I really need, I need it, but I, I don't, I don't love it so much where I have to do it all the time. Yeah, kind of, you know, that goes into what, you know, did, did you guys choose horror because you guys are both like adrenaline junkies or something? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say probably I am, uh, I watch horror films. Um, I would watch them on my own because I didn't have anybody else to watch them with. Um, <laughs> hence the reason. I have why, to start a pod. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's how Sam and I um, got together and just decided to make this into a thing. Um, but um, my podcasts are all full of just true crime. I'm listening to true crime all the time. I'm watching uh, documentaries. <laughs> about serial killers or yes. like you know Munchausen disorder or whatever that's called yeah uh, uh and and yeah I don't know it's the only genre that I can fully invest myself in um although I love comedy and I love watching and supporting my friends that do comedy here in Chicago it's just really hard for me to sit down and watch a movie that I'm supposed to laugh at um, yeah I have I don't a problem know. with that too yeah yeah, I guess they're I'm usually more... pretty bad. You know, they're they're not exactly. very subtle. They're not very subtle. And so if you're a comedian with true, you know, kind of good taste, it's it's not nuanced enough to laugh at. It's just so broad that it hits you over the head and it's not funny. Exactly. And it's just like, I don't know, it's it's more stylized and in, in a way that it's very forced for me. And like I said, I like to think while I'm watching something. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I truly do fall asleep. <laughs> like I, I would get bored and I will fall asleep. <laughs> this is true. And it has happened on the podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so I guess like, you know, that brings up, you know, the whole comedy angle and what, you know, did, did you find yourself in the comedy community? Were you guys talking about horror on stage and are you talking about horror on stage now? And if not, what is making its way into your act? Well, it's, it's, it's funny because I feel like a lot of times comedy and horror can kind of coexist and you hear a lot of you know horror comedy movies i mean we've already talked about cabin in the woods i would absolutely say that there's a good amount of comedy within that film yes if it's got um, bradley whitford in it absolutely it's gonna be funny uh, <laughs> i love that and um so because i think you know in the end they're they're trying to do similar things you know in a horror movie someone's trying to terrify you and make you scared and make you jump, which is very hard to do yeah. in comedy. Someone's trying to make you laugh and, uh, you know, fall out of your seat, which is also extremely, extremely hard to do. There are these two extremes that artists are trying to push you to. So while on the surface, they feel like they could be the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. I think they're actually a lot closer than, than people think. Yeah, um, and, I, and I think some of it's like it, it's it's hard to make somebody react against their will if you're not kind of bringing them into your world. And so if they're so distracted, they're, they're not even listening to the joke or watching the horror movie, like it's not going to work. And so it's almost like you have to make sure that you bring the audience into your world, whether or not you're a horror film or a stand-up medium. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just for for me personally, 
I found myself in a group of people that loved making comedy and loved um, producing uh, sketches. We're all filmmakers and we love uh, making film in general. That's where the love started. And then adding on the fact of we love laughing. That's kind of was just the natural route for us to go, um, which was comedy videos and comedy sketches. Uh, but I always had that that little that little need and that little want for horror in my life. So I made it myself. And and I think, you know, meeting Leslie and uh, forming this podcast has been an awesome um, outlet to explore the love of that. And how did you find out that Leslie was a, a horror fiend? <laughs> or did she find you? Because it sounds like she's like, I just want somebody to watch horror movies. with. <laughs> how did you find Sam? Um, we work together at a restaurant here. Um, and it was like the first year that we had met and he was talking about doing a 31 day of horror for October. Uh. And that year he did it on his own, um, did all the reviews on his page. And then next year came and he was like, I'm going to do the same thing. I had a lot of fun. And I was like, well, why don't you record it? And he's like, why don't you join me? And we're, and then we kind of just like invited a bunch of other people that we worked with. Um, and it was truly chaotic, <laughs> amazing. Really? Yeah, it was so much fun. Because you're uh, finding you're finding your sea legs or whatever, like you were trying to figure out, you know, what to what to review and what to talk about, you know, what's worth talking about in an hour long pod. He had already made the list, I believe. Uh, you, Sam, did you make it like the year before? I over the year had like put it together, and um, as the year went on, I with the thirty one days, I always like to do like a range from like 1950s all the way to like modern films. So over the year, I like to put together, that's definitely a curated list of, of films. Um, but yeah, it was just a great, it was honestly that first year that we did it together, we were watching every film every day and then recording the podcast right after we watched it, which was another, you know, sometimes two to three hour conversation and then I would go and edit each film and then we would have to try to get it out by the next day. So it was wow. insane. It was tiring, barely got any sleep for both of us that month. Um, but yeah, it, it really did give us a great uh, introduction to watching horror films, you know, getting those tropes, understanding um, who these filmmakers are and understanding the greats and all the, the important, uh, I guess, pillars of horror and also gave us a great sense of how uh we work off of each other as hosts and um i think that after we did that 31 days we were like why don't we just continue doing this why don't we just instead of doing it every single day let's do it once a week and just re release it as a weekly podcast um because we had so much fun doing it and there's less pressure Yes. once a week rather than every single day so now i think we've gotten to a point where we can really break down these films pretty well um and know what we're looking for when we're going into it um and just you know work off of each other very well too good good and that's what we can expect from the deadlights pod when's the next one coming out and do we find out the movie ahead of time or do we need to tune in we can tune in everywhere right this is youtube this is spotify etc 
Yeah. So YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts as well. Um, so we just started production on our season two. Season one is completely available on all those platforms that I just talked about. Um, so we have about 36 episodes in our first season. Uh, season two is in production and you can probably expect it to be coming out at the end of January in 2023. Yes, it, dude, I can't believe it's going to be 2023. And we follow them everywhere at Sam. Uh, well, Sam Johnston is at beep.beep.richie.t. And that's on Instagram. Leslie Soto is at Color Me Leslie. And I'd be, well, also the Deadlights Pod is, uh, the, the Deadlights Podcast is can be found on Instagram at the, the Deadlights Pod. But I'd be, be remiss if I didn't mention that Leslie Soto also has a 14-year-old Doberman Husky called Ozzy, <laughs> and uh, Ozzy has an Instagram account. That's it's, this is gorgeous. And it's Ozzy the Buddy. What's Ozzy doing right now, Leslie? Um, he is currently cuddled up right next to me, sleeping. Oh, he just woke up because I oh, <laughs> keep his saying name. his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's partially deaf, so I think he he's looking in the wrong direction. Right <laughs> oh, that that is so Ozzy. So we're gonna follow you. We're, we're gonna wait for the January 2023 next episode. But in the meantime, we're gonna watch 36 episodes that are available everywhere. Uh, the Deadlights Podcast. Sam Johnson, Leslie Soto. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having us, Brian. Thank you. Thank you.